fudge college man and fudge your nine to five. Real housewives of SLC all day. <laughs> if only we could turn this podcast into a venture as successful as Fresh Wolf by Jack Barlow. Well, at least we're not still being funded by our parents. Hey, speak for yourself. It's episode two <laughs> of our new Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap podcast, Disengaging. I'm Julia Ritchie, a journalist based in Nashville. And I'm Nicole Nixon, a journalist in Sacramento. Also, today's my birthday, so as a little present to me, please share this episode with a fellow Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fan. Yes. And we've got taglines this week, so happy birthday, and let's get to it. I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. I am more of a free spirit without the Holy Spirit. I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in mine. When I take a shot, I always hit my mark. I may be a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time. Okay, we have to start with Jen there. Um, I think maybe let's just do a lightning round here. Nicole, I want one, two, or three. How good of a tagline is it this season oh, for each okay. character? So I'm going to go really quickly through them and read out their names, and you just say first impression of these. Jen, I am fighting for my life, not your approval. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, next is Whitney. I'm more of a free spirit spirit without the Holy Spirit. Two. Two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that one. Okay. This one I think wins to me is Meredith. When I take a shot, I always hit my mark. Oh, yeah. Three winner. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a. that's Play a- on her last name. Clever. Yeah. Um, okay, and um, Lisa's very obvious. I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in One. Mine. So lame. <laughs> it's too much. Also victimizing herself when she's the yeah. one who, like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I did laugh, but I was like, ooh, <laughs> someone is salty. Uh, mm-hmm. And is that it? Was that all of them? Oh, no. Heather. Oh, yeah, Heather. Oh, Heather. well, okay. Heather's was forgettable for you. Okay. Yeah, I may be a Mormon, but or maybe a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time. I give that a two and a half. Two and a half. She oh, promoted her stars. new book called Bad Mormon, but not as good as Meredith. <laughs> Love the book promo. <laughs> Love it. I, I did I did feel like Heather had the most improvement because hers were always really long and clunky, which is a point that was first made by uh, the wonderful uh, Meg Walter of a Hive Mind podcast I want to make sure I give her credit because I follow her on Instagram but I, I've never met her in real life but I love all of her commentary on the Real Housewives so shout out to her oh great well let's get into this episode it starts out with Jen's mom coming over to visit her new teeny tiny 4,000 square foot house <laughs> I like and being a discuss- tiny <laughs> you're calling it tiny home please let's call Jen's 4,000 square foot. tiny home. Okay, we have to call it a tiny home this season just because this that's an amazing <laughs> description right there. Jen's mom comes to visit her in her tiny home and they discuss the upcoming trial. Does this scene make you feel any sympathy for Jen? I know last week you said you are a Jen sympathizer. Yeah, I found myself going through 
I think maybe the stages of grief where <laughs> as Jen is right now, where I do feel bad for, for someone who is clearly like, you know, back up against a wall. It, it really does appear that she doesn't understand either the gravity of, of what she did or she's faking it really well uh, and I'm buying it, which also makes me feel like a rube. So like this scene, because she was with her mom, I felt mm-hmm. I felt actual sympathy, sympathy. Later in the episode when she cries again in front of um, all of them at the retreat in Sedona, I did not. I, I, then I went back and was like, God, okay, we get it. Mm. But you like... Like she, like maybe she's milking it a little. Oh uh, yeah, like, like feel bad for me. Yeah, take responsibility. I go back mm-hmm, and forth. Mm-hmm. Also, quickly, adult puzzles. <laughs> yay or nay? I, I say nay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, like do something like adult like, like read a book. Don't do pu- puzzles. Come on. Or like, like knit maybe. I know people. People like them because they have to do something with their hands, but. Uh, take a pie. I'm not a class fan. or something. I don't know. Okay, fair. <laughs> well, also last week we were asking ourselves if Meredith is a gossip because she is starting to get into rumors about Lisa, and I think this week the verdict is in. Meredith goes to Whitney's house for the first time just to gossip about Lisa. So. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, great charcuterie spread. We should mention that Nicole actually is a, a huge um, charcuterie fan. I wish I could make one as beautiful yeah. as Whitney. I guess if I put my mind to it. I'm always just like, once I start assembling, <laughs> I'm like, this is taking too long. I just want to eat cheese. So I never make them beautiful like that. She has an eye for detail. Do you believe the rumors, though, that Lisa is exchanging sex for business favors? <laughs> no. I don't. Not at all. I don't think anyone's buying it by the judge of Heather's laugh when Whitney tells her that. I'm also just like, Whitney was like, I heard the same rumor. There's a very influential, powerful person in in Utah. And I'm like, thinking of all those people, like, they're all very Mormon dudes, probably. (laughs) And like Gail Miller. So like none of them would sleep with Lisa. And I'm just going to say it. Lisa is the most sexless person on that show. She just exudes just chastity and like she's not interested in sex. Vanilla. Yeah. Or like asexual. Just like. Totally asexual. Like if we we can maybe as our podcast goes on, we can rank the where they fall on the sexuality spectrum. But I'm just. Horniness. Yeah. I'm going to say Lisa is not a horny person ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair point. I can see that. So we had this is an awkward segue, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. There were a lot of kids on the show this week. (laughs) I'm doing it. It's true. I didn't realize that Whitney and Meredith both have sons named Brooks, which is interesting. Probably about 10 or 15 years apart between those two. I like it that we didn't realize it because they're very and like they just they're just kids. You know, they don't do anything. It's true. I also feel a little weird about just kids being on reality TV and uh-huh. like in the public eye. Like the Kardashian kids really gross me out. The f- or the fact that they parade their ki- their kids around. Yeah, I, I respected when um, Meredith's daughter basically was like, hi, mom. Bye, mom. And like decline, declined to be totally. on the show. Did last. you realize that Meredith has a whole third child <laughs> no I, not on the show like active i only know this because i follow her on instagram like, and she like posted about her other son who's not on the show and i was like 
Wow. After, Good for him. After the week of news that we've had out of Georgia with Herschel Walker and all his secret children, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more secret children in the world than I ever realized. So uh, I do think um, that I, I need to highlight this one thing is that Lisa's son is asked by Lisa whether he wants to attend college. And he, I believe, says, uh, I don't know. And then she asks, what would you do if you didn't go to college? And he's like, probably make a lot more money. And that is actually a Republican, like, talking point. Like, I need to just call it out that, like, there's this huge um, anti-college vein that runs through uh, a certain sector of, like, conservative politics right now that says that, like, colleges are, are charging too much and that well that's true but yeah and it is it is true but it's like as a reason to not go or that yeah um but and it also leads into like the politics of of college campuses um it's not to say all republicans are anti-college i mean but there is this like weird subsect of conservatism right now that is like super anti-college and i just need to anti-college yeah anyways something to note something to (laughs) to ponder on (laughs) well i could see maybe lisa's impressionable high school junior son being in being like a joe rogan listener Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah i there is this like thing in utah right where it's like you know bootstrap your way up to uh success and oh yeah entrepreneurship and direct marketing and mlms they're all a thing there so (laughs) yeah um we want to not touch on this too much but whitney's uh reveals this really horrific kind of traumatic event from her childhood at the very tail end of like the first uh before they go to commercial break um and I think you and I both agreed like we're not gonna discuss it on here because it's not for entertainment value like if Mm -hmm. like if Whitney wants to do it as part of her healing journey that's fine but power to her more power to her but and I know they're gonna continue to sort of use it as a plot device but I I just don't think child abuse is a is a good podcast fodder right and Whitney deserves her privacy if she wants it agreed so I needed a drink after that scene <laughs> and as I went to my fridge I lit- I didn't have anything to drink really I had one Topo Chico hard seltzer that's mm. tropical mango flavored. I have it right here. Ooh. I'm dr- I'm drinking it right now. That's one of the better ones. And as I cracked it open, <laughs> it was as Jen was saying that she was going to throw a um uh trash <laughs> party or something really un- I should lingerie party. Lingerie party. I shouldn't even be repeating what she said. I just felt like hard seltzer is is uh, what you'd be drinking at, at this party, so it felt it felt like a good felt like she was speaking your language at that point. Yes, <laughs> there I felt sympathy for Jin yet again. Mm-hmm. Well, then the women go on a girls' trip to Arizona, and we see them making their way through the new Salt Lake City airport, which got me curious. Your thoughts on the airport? Because I think we've each traveled through it now a few times. I was surprised I didn't have the walking, um, moving walkway or whatever it was, but I love walking, so I... The moving walkway? If you're talking about that tunnel, they need a full bus down there or train. <laughs> like, you're, come on. You're like, where's the air tran, okay? <laughs> I love I love it. You're like... I'm like, that's not I know this. Enough. 
<laughs> airport is still under construction, but my goodness. Yeah, if I Get some- if I had a connecting flight, I'd be pissed. But I oh, I've had a bunch of connecting flights through Salt Lake, and it's torture. Mm, I can okay, I can, torture. I can see. And on a bunch of my flights, I've had to walk to the clear end, the very very end of the terminal, and go down a ramp outside, get on a bus, and the bus takes you to the plane. <laughs> and it's just, I'm like. This is not an improvement, people. So you should say when when uh, Whitney and Heather decided not to fly back on the private jet, they were really making exactly. a sacrifice in exactly. season two because they had to walk through that damn airport tunnel. Well, exactly. You did get uh, a Mary Cosby cameo this this episode. Yes. I was so – well, I loved that they invoked – uh, Mary when they walked in the house and they were like are we in Mary's house because it looked just like her house it really did and then to see the ghost of her go women just <laughs> women chef's kiss it was so I said we need to give a shout out to the editor of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because they do some masterful like butt cuts <laughs> and like reaction shots and it's I so know good. I like I think that they really do put more thought into it then they probably ever get credit for from like the motion television academy and emmys so uh my podcast my my virtual emmy is going to the editor of this show for that mary um tableau i (laughs) amen i second that who was it that mentioned hot tamales i think heather was looking for candy for someone was like "Mm, sorry all they had is hot tamales so that made me curious what's your reject candy pick Julia, is it hot tamales or are you more of like a good and plenty, which is like the black licorice one or junior mint? So I hate all of them. And I, and I know that's why they're <laughs> referred to as reject candy. Yeah, reject. reject candy. But I have to say, like, if I had a hot tamale in front of me right now, I would be pretty happy. Um, okay. I feel like I have a, a nostalgia for that one that I do not have for the other two. Ah, okay. Well, I have a confession to make. I have Junior Mints in my freezer right now. Ew, they taste like two. But in the freezer, they're pretty good. I'll like munch on them during the movie. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gross. All right, well, we have to move on to the most important part of this uh, episode, which is when they decide to do this healing ceremony uh, with a shaman, Meredith is late, but also Meredith <laughs> pronounces shaman. 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 Okay. She's done healing ceremonies with a shaman before. <laughs> okay. Okay. And she made sure <laughs> that we knew that. That pronunciation stopped me in my tracks. I will. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I even Googled how to pronounce because I was like, I don't want to make fun of her if that no. is actually correct. I w- I, we should definitely make fun of her. Um, also she was late she just also I love that it I know this is like editing again shout out to the editor but (laughs) all the women were down like on their blankets waiting for Meredith and then it panned to Meredith (laughs) with a glam team like she was getting full glam and facetiming her husband yes I what was I sent you her quote that was like I'm not ready for this right now and I said that that should definitely be a meme that from this season that we carry forward oh yeah what would you accept and what would you let go of is what they were asked so nicole let's do one ourselves what would you what do you what are you um 
casting away and what are you calling in? This one's hard. I know. It's like I want to answer it sincerely, even though I don't take this stuff seriously. Like when Lisa says, I suck at this, I totally related I felt to that her. Too. I felt that too. It's like the pressure of getting asked and then you're like, oh my God, I know I think about all the things wrong with my life every single day, but now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of anything that I need to like let go of. Okay, we should re- we should actually rephrase this. Okay. What's in and what's out for October 2022? Ooh, okay. What are we casting out of October? Um, I am... Oh, I have a good one because okay. this has been popping up all over my Instagram. Okay. The completely oversaturated photos of the quote-unquote fall foliage in the Utah canyons. <gasps> yes! They're oh. beautiful, but you just need to leave the color settings alone, my friend. No filter required. That is <laughs> yeah. so good. I'm not even going to try to top that one because I saw one the other day. I admit to retweeting it, and then I <laughs> actually regretted retweeting it because I was like, God, I feel so basic. Um <laughs> I am calling in fat bears because I have been obsessed with fat bear week this week. And it's something that I don't know why I'm so invested in, but it's bringing me a lot of joy. And I don't know that really fits this prompt, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of fat bear week, I know you had a fashion moment of the week. Uh, I really enjoy it. First of all, thank you for recommending that Instagram, which is like, row slc outfits or something like that oh yeah oh god it's so good um and they did find your least or your meredith bathing suit from last week which was about it's like balmain which <laughs> i'm not surprised but also of course i was also like i want i was thinking it would make a great halloween costume <laughs> is like just finding like old ass buttons at a antique store and sewing them on a hot pink bathing suit and totally you can find a hot pink bathing suit like that at any any store for like 20 bucks. Yeah. But my fashion moment this week was Whitney's fuzzy wuzzy fuzzy bear jacket <laughs> that she was wearing when she was gossiping about Lisa with Meredith. Um, I love I it. I did too. I, I, I'm, I think it is the fall weather that's making me want like, f- like cozy, fuzzy cozy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope mm-hmm. that one pops up on that Instagram so I can find out where she got it. We all saw, I have to do a shout out this week. We saw it last week, but I am obsessed with Heather's confessional look that's like the pearl, like bra top. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's a trend I'm, I love it. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing sort of how um, many times they're going to play Lisa's rant from season two in each episode <laughs> to remind us of why Meredith doesn't like Lisa. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make my a bold prediction here at the end of this episode, which is that we will see that black and white clip at least once an episode. I believe that. I think it's fair. I also think they might do it because Lisa seems to have forgiven herself and thinks she's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. and thinks she's like deserving of some forgiveness from Meredith. Um, so I don't know. We'll leave that up to you, viewers and listeners. This episode of Disengaging is produced by me, Julia Ritchie, in Nashville, Tennessee. And me, Nicole Nixon, in Sacramento, California. 
Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. And if you are an R-H-O-S-L-C fan and you like what you hear, please help spread the word far and wide. And if you don't, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Bye. Bye. Yeti is our uh, mascot. Disengaging mascot, yes. <laughs> he loves to disengage. <laughs> yes, Yeti. The king of disengage. Yes, he really is the king of disengaging. <laughs>